0: Hey, what's going on? Another episode of Inside the Mind of D Scott, and I say that like I'm putting them out, you know, consistently, which is not true. I haven't done a podcast since August. I feel like I feel like it's been forever. And uh, turns out it actually has been forever. Things just happen. You know what I'm saying? Like Life gets crazy every once in a while. I've been kind of busy with kids going back to school and cheerleading and dance and just life in general and spending time with my girlfriend and not really having much to talk about, as a matter of fact, or the motivation to come in here and, uh, and talk about stuff. But here I am, another episode. Gotta love that. As always, I ask that you share it with your friends and pass it along. Put it on your social medias. And of course, if you haven't done so already, subscribe it or like it, whatever you gotta do. Uh, let's see. Since the last time I have done a podcast, there's been a lot to happen. Considering it's been almost two months since I've done a podcast, like seriously, August, September, October. Yeah, it's two months. That's that's some uh, some some wild stuff. I do want to jump into uh, the end of the Yankees baseball season this year, but uh, beforehand, I actually got to go to my first ever NFL football game. Obviously, I didn't really need to. I didn't really need to say football there, did I? No, no. Just my first NFL game. That's redundant, D, NFL football game. Obviously, that's what the NFL was doing. They were playing football. Anyway, uh, I went to a Bills game. Had an absolute blast. And no, I am not a Buffalo Bills fan. I'm actually a Dallas Cowboy fan, and I I admit that. Not that I want to, but we look pretty good this year. So I guess that was a good time to, uh, to throw that out there. But no, I had an absolute great time. At the Bills game, Uh, it was a 1 o'clock game that we went to. They played the Washington football team, and uh, we got there about 8.30. Tailgating, by the way, out in Buffalo for a 1 o'clock game starts at like 6.30 in the morning. And maybe it's like that all through the entire league when you go around the country and you know, everyone, if it's an early game tailgating, starts wicked early. But we got there about 8.30, uh, had a couple of beers beforehand and just kind of hung out and enjoyed the atmosphere. Then went into the game. Uh, my girlfriend and I had amazing seats. We were sitting in the right-hand corner of the end zone, if you're staring at the field uh, it's hard. It's 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 down by where they enter the field, because when they did team introductions, the team ran out from the uh, <coughs> excuse me, from the locker rooms right to our left, right to our left. Um, And uh, it was it was amazing. It really was. Uh, the Bills fans are out of their minds. Not that we didn't know that. And I mean that in the most respectful way. They love their team. And to be with 70,000 people, which about 98 percent of the people in. The stadium, were cheering for the Bills, it was obscene. It was just, I don't even think that's the right word that I was looking for. Uh, It was insane. We'll just go with insane. How's that? Hang on. (coughs) Let me get a drink here real quick. My throat's getting a little scratchy. Keep in mind, I've already done uh, a couple of my radio shows before I started recording this, so my throat is a little bit dry as it is. Uh, but no, I had, a, I had an amazing time with uh, with my girlfriend and, and some of her friends or her friend Jason and who uh, <coughs> was a gigantic bills fan. <clears throat> so the NFL experience for my first time to take my cherry was definitely an awesome time, which by the way, it would have been great anyway because I was with my girlfriend and we had a blast. Got to enjoy some Polish food out in Buffalo. Uh, which was great as well because the Polish community out in Buffalo was gigantic, and the food was out of it, out of this world. As when it comes to Polish food, um, also went to uh, where did we go? We went to Duff's and we also went to Anchor Bar to get wings and food stuff like that. Two of the original Buffalo wings, or you know, the, the chicken wing places out in Buffalo, uh, they were great. I, I'll tell you that right now. I actually enjoyed Duff's wings more than I liked Anchor Bar's, just a personal thing. Um, you know, personal preferences. I love when people do that, by the way. Food is such a subjective thing. Everything, you could tell me the best place and I could eat there and just be like, Mm-mm, nope, didn't enjoy it. Or yeah, it was okay, but I don't get it because we all have different palates and we all have different tastes. So I liked Duff's better than I liked Anchor Bar. We didn't get to uh, Bar Bill, which is also one of the original wing spots as well. But uh, had a great time in Buffalo. I got busy with life in general. And like I said at the top of the podcast, Spending time with my girlfriend and and just running around doing stuff with the kids and getting them to and from places. Not so much the oldest one. She drives herself, so I don't have to get her anywhere. But, uh, you know, my my youngest daughter started cheerleading this year, and uh, she's going to finish that out. Probably be the only time she cheerleads. Plus, she's got dance and school. Both kids, by the way, absolutely enjoying school. Well, I know my oldest one is she's going to uh, SUNY Albany here where where we live here in in Albany New York uh she's going to SUNY Albany she loves the experience she's cheering for the SUNY Albany team uh the football team and then she'll cheer for their basketball team as well she's loving that my youngest uh is is enjoying school i guess well she's got she's getting good grades so she's enjoying school from that perspective and i think she enjoys the uh the social aspect and just being back in school around her friends so both of them excuse me both of them having a great school experience at this time which is awesome to see. They're just, they're just so busy. They got so much going on. And I give them all the credit in the world for being able to balance everything that they do. Their grades are fantastic, both my oldest and my youngest. They're maintaining their social life, and they're staying committed to the... Uh, the extracurricular activities that they have. I know it's a huge commitment for my oldest daughter to be a cheerleader. She's a division one cheerleader. That's, that's pretty awesome. So I know that the, uh, the commitment level there is outstanding. On top of that, she has a job as well. So she's maintaining everything. And then my youngest doing the same thing, but she's got dance cheer and school doesn't have to worry about a job. She's only, f- she's only 14, 13 years old. So, uh, She doesn't have to worry about the job yet, but they're both doing a great job of maintaining and balancing their lives, which they must get from their moms because there's no way they're getting it from me. I have a hard enough time maintaining my own schedule, let alone. And and I do that poorly, as a matter of fact, but um, they both do extremely, extremely well with balancing everything. Now, let's get down to why I wanted to record the podcast and really what I wanted to talk about today was the Yankees 2021 season season. Uh, coming to an abrupt end in the playoff game, the one-game play-in for the playoffs—a wild card game—is what it's called. I don't—I had to work through that out loud before I got to that. And they played the Red Sox, and unfortunately, they lost to the Red Sox, which is never a fun thing as a Yankee fan to uh, to lose to your arch nemesis. Ha <laughs> ha! You know, it'd be like Luke Skywalker actually losing the the, the lightsaber fight to Darth Vader. You like, you know, you're just like, oh my goodness, really? That's what happened? That sucks. And I'm sure you get it. You know what the rivalry is like between the Red Sox and the Yankees. Um, but Boston just outplayed us in that one game. And uh it was kind of the it was just kind of fitting to the entire season. Even though towards the end of the year the Yankees were looking extremely good. They swept Boston in Boston. We went in fully confident, I think, and uh just it just didn't happen, you know. Um Garrett Cole did not look great on the mound, didn't even get through four innings of his start, which is not a good look when you are the the ace of the team, and making millions of dollars. And uh, you just don't go out there and perform. But it, it happens. You know, that, that's baseball. That's what happens. You know, the offense was, was stymied uh, once again by <coughs> Nate Avaldi, who, by the way, is filthy. He, his, when he is on, when Nate Avaldi is on, his, his pitches are so ridiculous. Like, he, there's a reason they call him Nasty Nate. And he, uh, he pitched his ass off in that game. But anyway, like I said, uh, I'll revert back. It is indicative of what the 2021 season for the Yankees was like. There were so many ups and downs, and uh, the the consistency just was not there whatsoever. I'm not quite sure how to fix that. I know the Yankees just went through and fired a couple of different coaches, but they are keeping Aaron Boone. I am not going to pretend that um, – I know what the answer is because I don't know how to motivate those guys. And I can't say that they were unmotivated because I'm not in the dugout with them and I'm not in the locker room with them. So I don't know what it was like. There were times they looked unmotivated, I can say that, just from the optics of it all. Um, Watching the Yankees was tough a lot this year. You know, they went through the, the, the spree where they had, what was it, 12, 13 games in a row that they won? The streak? Not the spree. It was a streak. That's what it's called. If we win one more... That's what we call a streak, anyway, um, but no, I I yes, it was an it was a disappointing end to the season, and the season itself was full of disappointments as well, but you know, long short of it was they still had ninety two wins on the season, and uh they should have had more. They should have won over a hundred games. I think the biggest thing was they lost so many games to Baltimore, you know like you got you gotta beat them, which by the way, Baltimore had hundred and ten losses this year and fifty two wins. Yes, that equals 162. I didn't have to do the math. That one was pretty easy. Um, yeah, they were 52 and 110. And I would say a good portion of their wins came against the Yankees. Like, I, I just didn't get that at all. The Yankees had this tendency to play down to their competition, which is not a good thing. Uh, they can't beat Tampa either, but really nobody can beat Tampa. Although Boston just knocked Tampa out of the uh, the postseason, and they're, they're currently playing the Astros in the ALCS. But um, – during the regular season, forget about it. <clears throat> the, the, the the Rays had 100, and, they had 100 wins. They had 100-win 100 season, 162. That is a pretty amazing record for those of you that follow baseball. Obviously, winning 100 games in a season, it's, you don't have to follow baseball to know that that's a great season. Anyway, <clears throat> I digress because I'm, I'm getting off topic here. Let's get back to the uh, the Yankees and what they need to do. I, ris- I, r- I really wish I had an answer for you. <laughs> I don't. I do not have an answer for that, and I will not be one of those fans that thinks that I know what to do. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I, I see it so often on social media. It drives me absolutely insane that these people that do not have any experience in professional baseball and, and really didn't play much after, like, high school are saying what the Yankees should do. Cashman should do this. We should fire Boone. We should get rid of Cashman. We got to do this. And blah, blah blah that guy's not worth the money. And this guy is not. And Okay. Uh, We don't we it's fun as a fan. I guess it's fun to pretend we know what to do and how to fix it. But I ask you this. If We get rid of Aaron Boone. Who do we bring in as manager of the team to motivate these guys? I don't have that answer. Do you have that answer? Do you know who's out there that wants to be in New York and deal with that kind of pressure? I think Aaron Boone deals with it very well. I'm not mad at Boone. There was a time where I was just like, "Mm, maybe this guy's got to go. Um, especially actually when they, they, they went on their streak, right? And they, they were doing it with essentially the Scranton Wilkesbury barre um, Rail Riders. Is that the, the Scranton Wilkesbury Railriders? Riders? They're, yeah, I think it is. Uh, they had a bunch of minor league guys on the team because we had some COVID uh, injury list guys like Boone, or not Boone, Aaron Judge was out for a while. And I think Stanton was down for a minute. And we didn't have Luke Voigt And then we didn't have. Uh, uh, some other guys in there, but then you were seeing Tyler Wade play. Oh, Gary Sanchez wasn't in for a while, uh, but you see Tyler Wade play, and then and that kid Velasquez came up, and uh, they were. Oh, Urshela was out, you know, and 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 DJ kind of helped quite a bit, and and well, not as much as usual, DJ Lemayhew, but they had these kids come up and play their asses off, and won twelve, thirteen games in a row. I forget which it is, um, and then as soon as everybody was healthy again. And I get it you got to play your stars for whatever reason, I guess just kind of like to make it look like you want to, but how about the fact that you 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 bench these guys and you play these kids that are playing their asses off and you look at your superstars and go, "Listen, you want to be a superstar on this team and in this league. You got to play like you want it. These kids are playing like they want it." And it was August. It was time to start like, you know, playing like your life depended on it because it did. And for some reason, as soon as those stars came back, They all got in, and we went through a stretch of losing some games there because the Stars fell right back to what they were doing prior to being on the COVID IL. Um, I will say, and I had a conversation during the week with a friend of mine who uh, is not an Aaron Judge fan, and I was surprised by that. I thought Judge had an amazing season. I also thought that Giancarlo Stanton had an amazing season. And when those two are right – You see what they can do. They both had damn near 100 RBI in the season and almost 40 home runs, the two of them. I think Stanton finished with 37 home runs, Judge finished with 38. Uh, The numbers could be off there a little bit, but they both almost hit 40 home runs on the season, and they literally carried that team for quite some time, because when both are going and both are healthy, they play extremely well and they're an extremely tough out, so... Let's not get on them too much. Stanton played the way we wanted him to, especially when we gave him all that money and judge showed why he is the future of the Yankees. At least that that's my opinion. Okay. I think uh, the Joey Gallo experiment has to come to an end and we, and we, we get rid of him, whether we trade him or however that works. I'm not sure. Uh, I would like to see Anthony Rizzo in pinstripes. Again, the guy looks like he is a great locker room guy and dugout guy. And, um, I thought he did well and he pushes the ball the opposite field too he can hit the ball all over the field oh that was the other thing they were doing when they were uh when they were winning games they were playing small ball and they were playing baseball again and it was like the old school baseball with uh sack bunts or just bunts and stealing bases because these guys had speed listen if you got speed on your team you have to utilize that and you can win a bunch of games because speed is hard to defend especially in baseball and uh they got away from that as soon as all the superstars came back. So again, I you know I'm not saying that these are the right answers or the wrong answers. I don't really know. None of us really know. But I do think that uh, the Yankees need to make a few adjustments. Hopefully, they can do that relatively soon before the 2022 season. And uh, hopefully, the Yankee fans are not disappointed. Rolling into twenty twenty two, and we can at least reach our potential. But right now, they've been a uh, an underachieving team for the past, I don't know, five six seasons. So something needs to be done. But I think the pieces are all there. It's just finding the way to get them to do it. And, and I think, I honestly think, lighting a fire under the superstars' asses to get them to play the way that they're supposed to. Would help quite a bit, to be honest with you. I think playing those kids, be like, look, these kids are playing like they got nothing to lose, and uh, we need you to start doing that, or or you're going to sit. You know, uh, I know, I know people have calling been calling for Gary Sanchez to get the fuck out of there, but uh, I don't know, I don't know what the answer is with Gary Sanchez. Do we need a catcher? I think Kyle Higashioka is a great catcher. I think if he plays on a consistent basis, you're going to see that kid's offense come around, and uh, he's he's good for 20, 25 home runs, I personally think, a season, plus he's a great defensive catcher as well, but at the same time, losing Gary Sanchez's bat, because when Sanchez is going good, you know what that is. He's hitting the ball all over the field well uh, as well, and he's also knocking the ball out of the ballpark. He still had over 20 home runs, 25 home runs on the season, uh, and he struggled for quite a bit, but... He's a work in progress. Do do we want him to stay in pinstripes to work through that? I don't know. I really don't know. He needs to I don't know how you get to the major leagues if you are a shitty defensive catcher. You know, I just I just don't get that. Like it's him stopping a ball. It looks like me trying to stop a ball behind the plate. So I don't know what the answer is with Sanchez. I like Gary Sanchez. It's frustrating to watch him struggle the way he does. Do I want to see him go? No. But if they can get something to replace that and be better behind the plate, if uh, Higashioka is not the answer, then I guess I'm OK with that. But I just don't know where these players are and if you can do so. Uh, I think we need to resign Judge. I know his uh, his contract is up soon. And uh, I, I, he wants to be a Yankee. I think he's he's admitted that uh, <clears throat> quite loudly that he wants to be a Yankee. So I think we pay him. That's that's it. And if he's not demanding millions and millions and millions like mega millions, Giancarlo Stanton, Garrett Cole money. I mean, I think that'll come. But I think now is the time for him to do that. But I don't know if he's going to do that to the Yankees. Uh, By the way, I didn't really think any of this through before I started talking. I just turned the microphone on and and started going. So if it's rambling and doesn't make sense, oh, well, listen, you get what you pay for with this podcast. okay? so and as far as I know, you're not paying for it because I'm not seeing a dime of it. Uh, are for it. So it's a free podcast. So listen, you get what you pay for when I start rambling. But, you know, those are are just some of my thoughts on the Yankees. I was disappointed in the end of the season. I was disappointed quite a few times during the season. But there is a lot of stuff to build on that I saw this year. So I'm not one of those knee-jerk reaction Yankee fans. I'll tell you that right now. And I know everybody's like, we want results now. If we don't win the pennant, then it's a failure. And settle down, man. Like, you go out there and you tell me, how hard it is for a team to be consistently great, play that well all year long, not get hurt or deal with injuries and uh go ahead and win the World Series. Listen, Tampa, look what look what Tampa did in the regular season. They lost to Boston. Boston had the same record as the Yankees did in the regular season. So I don't know. And I know Boston dropped game one of the uh, ALCS to Houston last night, 5-4. They're playing today, uh, this afternoon. I'm recording this on October 16th. Obviously, I don't know the results of that game because I cannot predict the future. Just can't do that. Um, so we'll see what happens. But I had I have predicted that Boston will get to the World Series. I'm not exactly sure who they're going to play. I almost think it's going to be Boston and Atlanta. Uh, I'd like to see the Braves get there. There's a kid from uh, the area that I'm from that actually pitches for the for uh, for the Bra- for the Braves. <laughs> Whoa. Um, yeah, for Atlanta. So we'll see what happens. But, you know, I, I put it out there, and now it's kind of like, mm, did I just jinx them? So if Houston makes it, which I don't want to see, I can't stand the Houston Astros. Uh, well, I'll, I'll talk about that quick in a second. But I'm saying Atlanta, Boston in the World Series. Uh, and the reason I'm – I'm uh, the, the, go back to the, the Houston thing. It was tough as a Yankee fan, by the way, to pick a team that you want to win the ALCS, and I don't really have anything invested in it. But uh, if I had to pick a team, this is going to shock you, I would like to see Boston beat Houston, and I'll tell you why. And don't come at me with the, oh, you're not a Yankee fan if you're pulling for the Red Sox. Listen, I don't want the Red Sox there either. I would much rather have seen Yankees get there. Um, but I'll tell you this right now, my disdain – for the Astros is actually more than it is for the Red Sox. I don't hate the the Red Sox team. I hate Red Sox fans. I hate obnoxious people. Uh, let me let me rephrase that too. I don't hate all. Red Sox fans. I hate obnoxious baseball fans. And that goes for any fan base, by the way. Yes, Yankee fans, you fall into that category too. I don't like obnoxious Yankee fans. So there you go. All right. But I would like to see Boston beat Houston. And here's my reasoning why. I'm not I'm not upset and you're like, oh, it's the it's the cheating. Obviously, you don't they they cheated. And it wasn't really the cheating because cheating has been going on in baseball for a number of years, and it's still happening to this day. They're trying to cut down on it, but you know what? You're out there, you're trying to look for those advanced uh, Ed Harris. Was it Ed Harris? Whatever his name was, Harris in uh, Major League Baseball. I ain't got an arm like yours, kid. Someday, I'll do anything that gives me the advantage, someday you will too. Something to that effect. You know, I'll rub a little jalapeno in my nose, get it running. And if I need a little extra on my curveball, I just get it running and wipe some snot on the ball. Wipe my nose and yeah, you put snot on the ball. Sorry, I just butchered those lines from uh, Major League. That's my bad. Which, if you know me personally, you know that is not, not my style. Let me go back to that. All right, Bardol, Crisco. Uh, but if the re- or uh, what is it, Bardol, Crisco, and then there was uh, the, something else. I don't something on his hip. It was, but if the ump's are watching me close, I just rub a little jalapeno in my nose. Get it running. If I need a little extra something, I'm a curveball. I just wipe my nose. You put snot on the ball. <laughs> I got an arm like yours, kid. I'll take any advantage I can get. Someday you will too. I think that's how it goes. Anyway, uh, back to the cheating and the Astros. I just don't like the Astros attitude and how they got caught. Nothing ever happened to the team really, aside from, you know, losing their, their coach or manager. Uh, there was no ramifications to the players who were actually doing the cheating and stuff like that. And now they're just they're they're just arrogant assholes. It's really what it is. They're like, ah, nothing happened to us. And you know they're doing it again. The White Sox had claimed that it's still happening in Houston. There's something going on there. And if you look at the uh, the record of the Astros at home versus away, this past season, something's happening in Houston. And I'm not saying that any other team isn't doing the same thing, but uh, Houston was like 20 games above 500 at home and just seven games over 500 on the road. So, hmm. And I don't like the arrogance that the Astros players have when it comes to pretty much everything. They're like, we got caught nothing happened. So, blah, we're just going to, you know, they just, I just don't like that. So I would like to see the, uh, the dirty Red Sox beat the Houston Astros. There was a lot of rambling towards the end of this podcast. By the way, this is the end of the podcast. I'm going to try to be a little bit more consistent with them now, okay? There you go. First one in two months, and uh, I banged out 22 minutes. Not too bad, right? Thank you so much for for listening and dealing with the the ramblings of my nonsense. Time for me to go get on with my day. So uh, that's it. Thanks for listening. Share it. Like it. Subscribe to it. Tell your friends about it. Tell your friends about me, in the words of Chris Tucker. Uh, That is it. Till next time. Bye.